Let it rip. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. How about those Devils? 13 straight wins. Wow. Color me impressed. Rangers the worst team in New York right now as far as hockey goes. Islanders playing well. Another comeback win for them. Devils 13 straight. Meanwhile, the Rangers, Eastern Conference Finals appearance last year, all the pieces in place, they have been off to a slow start this year. I was at the Garden on Saturday. So... I took my daughter, who is 19 months, 19 months old, took her and my niece, Riley, who is six years old, along with my mother and my wife, to go see Bluey. Uh, Bluey uh, in person, Bluey Live, Bluey Live, what the hell? Who, who even knows what it's called? Anyway, I was at the Hulu Theater at the Garden. I think it's still called that. Whatever, the theater at the Garden. And... It was, it was nice, two birds, one stone, because I wanted to go to the garden store anyway and, and shop for my nephew. I wanted to get him one of the new Rangers alternate jerseys. So they actually had them in. They just got them in recently, so whatever. Picked him up, one of those, and we got to take the kids to the play. Now, going in, I'm thinking, and like if you saw how excited, and if you have young kids, you know, but if you saw how excited, if you don't, I'll have to explain it to you. If you saw how excited my daughter gets every time that Bluey show comes on and the song hits, you would do anything you could to make her even more happy. And when an opportunity comes up, oh, Bluey's live at the theater. Oh, let's go do it. So my wife and I were really excited about it, thinking she's going to freak out. And here I am thinking, dad of the year, I'm going to get tickets right next to the stage. Three rows back. And it was only three rows back because the first two were taken. So we get there, no issues, everything's fine. Now, my daughter, if you've listened to the show, you know over the course of the, the summer when we took her to some baseball games, multiple baseball games because I really don't learn my lesson. She freaks out anytime there's like a loud noise, any roar of the crowd. Third out of the top of the first inning, everybody goes nuts. My daughter just loses it. And earmuffs or whatever, they, they work to an extent, but not really. Anyway, I didn't anticipate that being the case with Bluey. And it really wasn't. However, when the show lights go out and, you know, they're setting up the show and it's like birds are out there at first and chirping and whatever and my daughter's okay. And then there was like an applause, I guess, as everything was getting set up. And then she started to cry. And I'm like, all right. Now, now we have a problem. This is now crisis mode with my wife and I, who are still rookie parents, basically. In a setting like this, where you're also aware of the surroundings, you don't want to ruin the play for other people. And my daughter starts getting worse with the crying. And then, like, we give her something to, I don't know if she had something to eat before that. She was eating, like, crackers or whatever. She might have been eating crackers as, you know, the sound went, and then she starts crying. And the next thing I know... She's like, like, uncontrollably crying. Couldn't hold her, couldn't calm her down, nothing. So we're like, hey, we got to get up and go. And so this thing's in the middle of just starting. And Bluey's about to come out, whatever. People are into it. My daughter, you hear her screaming at the top of the lungs, probably out front by Sabaro. If, if, and that's how loud it's getting here. So my wife and I take her, and we're going to go, you know, try to get her in an area where we could calm her down. 
And she's so worked up that she's now, like, gagging and throws up all over my wife and me because I went to, I didn't know what to do. I had a napkin in my hand, a tissue in my hand. I went to grab it. And now we've got, you know, a situation here. So, of course, we got to go to the bathroom. Everybody's got to clean up. My daughter, like, the, the kind of shakes. And I'm thinking, man, I paid for third-row seats, and this is just not working out. Eventually, she calmed down. Now, my niece loved it. I mean, my, as a matter of fact, my mom said, my, my niece turned to her five minutes later and said, where's Aunt Marina Uncle Sal? She goes, Riley, you didn't see them walk right past you? Samira was screaming, throwing up. You didn't see it? I was like, no, I was into the show. Sorry, I didn't even notice that they left. Then we tried to bring my daughter back after she calmed down, and it turned out that we're too close. So the big stuffed animals or whatever, the puppets, freaked her out even more. And then we sat back a couple of rows, and she was fine and calm. So another lesson learned. Don't get too close because I guess those puppets for a two-year-old or less than two-year-old could be scary. Six-year-old, all good. Perfect. Loved it. Couldn't have been better. And meanwhile, on the way to the bathroom, and this was the kicker to the story, on the way to the bathroom, I've got one hand filled with baby vomit. Um, like, what the hell's going on here? Trying to catch my bearings, figure out a, a restroom. My wife's got throw up in her hair. My daughter's still screaming and crying. And I see some security guard. I go, you know, you know which way the bathroom is? He goes, I didn't expect to see you here. It's almost pitch black in there. Like, I couldn't even see his face. I don't know if I knew him. I don't know how he knew who I was. And I'm like, oh, yeah, thanks. Where's the bathroom? Can you see I'm under a crisis here? Oh, I didn't expect to see you here. Yeah, right. Fleeks is exactly right. That was coming out. Oh, Sal, how about the NL East? <laughs> I mean, believe me, it's always nice to get recognized. But in that particular moment, I couldn't see the guy's face because it was dark. The play is going on. I've got throw up in my hand. My wife is, you know, she's got it all over her hair. She's freaking out. The baby's crying, and this guy wants to talk about, you know, the Yankees and Mets free agency. Well, good thing he didn't go for a handshake. He would have had yeah. to be rude. Yeah. In the dark, he wouldn't know. Dude, I'm telling you. He'd be going around town saying, oh, I met Sal Akata. What a jerk. Which is why I kind of kept him. He might be saying that anyway, and I did look for him later, but I didn't see him. I guess they move around, whatever. I, I just, in that one, normally I'd stop and shake his hand and say, oh, how, how you doing? What, I, in that moment, I couldn't. This was like, we, 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 we were, <laughs> this was as bad as it gets. We were in trouble here. Oh, I didn't expect to see you here. You know what you do now? Just every time you take your daughter to something, just get, you're not bad seats, but not great seats right. until the first time she ever says, like, you know, why are, you know, can we be close to the stage? Just until she brings it up, just go get seats, be in the building, but you know, right. let her decide when you get those up close seats again. You're right. Lesson learned. I don't know what I was thinking. Well, I do know what I was thinking. I was thinking I want to be a great dad and bring my daughter as close to Bluey as, as possible. And you weren't wrong for thinking that going in. But I should have known better with a young kid that it's possible she's going to get freaked out by the things and you know listen so maybe you didn't win dad of the year right then but you won <laughs> uncle of the year because your niece loved those seats and she's old enough to remember like hey remember that time when you guys took me to the show but you know we sat in the nosebleeds and i didn't get yeah, right. to really see you know the, the show and the characters up close so you won uncle of the year that's excellent, something excellent excellent point my niece Riley could not be happier. Cotton and candy. And you got the Rangers jersey for your oh, nephew. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I've mastered the art of being an uncle. 
The father thing, I'm still struggling with. Listen, Uncle, baby steps. We're talking about Zach Wilson taking baby steps. <laughs> right. You got to walk before you can run. Right. I dare I? Am I the Zach Wilson of fatherhood? I hope not. At least I take accountability. No, if you if you were the Actually, Zach Wilson of uh, fatherhood, next time you took your niece and nephew out, you'd leave them in the city. They get lost <laughs> because you'd be going backwards. What'd you do with the kids? I don't know. Not my fault. Blame right? Man. You, you yeah, think you let us down else. by losing yeah. them? No. Yeah. Right. It would be the equivalent of me blaming my wife. Well, I mean, you didn't tell me not to get front row. How am I supposed to know? Anyway, you live and learn. You, you'll get there, Fleegs, one day. It is scary. Trial and tribulation. Still learning. I don't know if you ever stop. You might have to tell the story again in the 4 o'clock hour because if that security guard is a listener, we need to make sure he knows. I hope he understands. And the the... Like, there's a there's one guy that I've been seeing at, I've seen him at City Field. You know, a lot of these security guards work at multiple places. So I saw him at City Field, and I saw him then again at UBS when I was dressed as the wedding singer for the Adam Sandler concert. And he recognized me, and I was like, how are you, what's going on here? Like, I got this wig on. I hope it wasn't that same guy, but I, it was so dark I couldn't even tell. But because I, I was just like, oh, yeah. Again, where's the bathroom? <laughs> oh, God. Anyway. That was my uh, day out Saturday watching Bluey at the Garden. And it was a great show, apparently. 877-337-67. At least my niece said so. Remember when you used to watch college football on Saturdays? Oh, my God. Don't remind me. There were some great games this weekend. TCU, that ending, Michigan, Illinois. I missed it all. I'm knee-deep and vomit at a Bluey show. I missed the days of being upset. Losing some parlays before, you know. Before the 4 o'clock game, before the 3.30 game kicked off. I'm telling you now, knee-deep in, at, uh, in vomit at a bluey show is going to get some play in the morning show. <laughs> they, they even know what that is? I'm, Gio knows what it is. I, I don't think they yeah, need, yeah. Eddie doesn't need to know what it is. Yeah. Boom Pa might. Now he's got uh, the grandkids, but I don't know. Anyway, 877-337-6666. Bill is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Bill? Hey, what's up, sir? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, Bill. How are you? Good, thanks. Listen, first of all, uh, Eamon McEnany, what did you come to work? Sick? I oh, mean, uh, man. What's going on? They got eight hosts on that show. Nobody can fill in for them? Honestly, honestly, no. I think they had an issue. You got uh, a couple of the people were on honeymoons. And when he when I heard him tonight, I was like, dude, what the hell are you doing here? He, he couldn't. He sounded. Because he realized he talks for a living. He, he sounded like, um, what the hell is the dude? Super Dave on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Funkhauser. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, getting to the Jets, uh, Zach Wilson, I, I don't know, man. I, I I was in his corner, but I don't know, man. He, he's terrible. Oh, he's, I don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, the, the, uh, Mac Jones seemed to be throwing good in the uh, in the cold weather. I couldn't believe I saw his stats. He looked like he was the 10 for 30. He was 24 for 27. Against a better defense, too. Yeah, you know, his, uh, he wasn't floating them either. He was, you know. No, nah, it's a it's a bad excuse. It's a poor excuse. Look, we watched but, the game. We know the, that Wilson was bad. But the problem is dealing, you know, hoping if he makes it, you know, if he can come around the next couple of years. The defense is phantom years ahead of the offense. The defense can't wait around for him to develop. Well, that's the problem. And I did not feel that way earlier in the year. And I know that people were saying it, and maybe Fleegs was one of them as well. You know, they, where people were saying all oh, this defense is way ahead of the offense. Obviously, I knew the defense was significantly better, but I didn't think the Jets were there yet. I didn't think that they were good or legitimately ready to compete. And 
then they go out there and show you, you know, with a yeah, win against Buffalo. <laughs> well, I mean, I still don't think they're that good, but their defense is top notch. I mean, their no, defense, their defense yeah. is top notch. By the time he comes around, Zach Wilson, these guys will be on their fifth year contract. They'll be free agents leaving. Right. And by the time this guy comes around. And, and for the record, it's not just about Zach Wilson. He happens to be the quarterback in this case, but if it were any young quarterback that were in the midst of developing in year two, it would be the same thing because their defense is not in a spot where you can wait around for a quarterback that might or might not make it one day. Yeah, no, that's true. And one thing with the Mets, I mean, uh, what's going on with them? I mean, uh, hot stove, this is the cold oven over here. Well, what's going on? Well, it seems like like there's going to be some movement in the next seven to ten days. At least that's what the reports are saying, that they expect one of these – if not uh, multiple big pitchers to sign, Bill, and thank you for the call, and I appreciate you watching SNY as well, that, you know, one, you, you got to wait for the one big one to fall, and then the other moves should fall into place after that. And for the Mets, they're kind of right now similar to the Yankees, where the Yankees are waiting on Aaron Judge. The Mets are waiting on DeGrom. Now, they're only going to be able to wait so long. And maybe they go out there and sign Kodai Senga, uh, you know, because he's not going to impact DeGrom or not. But maybe they need to make it, you know, maybe Verlander's going to push the issue at some point. The Mets got to make a decision that maybe they push DeGrom. At some point soon, I would think likely after Thanksgiving, if not in the next two days before, you know, you wouldn't think it's going to happen on Thanksgiving or the day after, although we've seen crazier things happen. Who knows? It'll probably happen when I'm off. So not tonight. Maybe Wednesday, after Wednesday. Maybe something will happen Wednesday or Friday. Knowing my luck, it'll be when when I'm off. Anyway, it's early, but at some point, I think, in the next week or so, we will have a big free agent signing. And then you hope that everything else could fall into place. The Mets are going to get somebody. They'll get multiple bodies. Just a matter of who. Whether it's bringing back Nimmo and DeGrom, whether it's adding somebody else. I'm very confident that the Mets will add, you know, multiple players. Now, like I said, I can't say it's going to be more than DeGrom and Nimmo as far as big-time free agents go. And I'm confident the Yankees are going to bring back Judge, and if they don't, then they're going to have to go to plan B or plan D and figure it out. And they will sign other players with that money. But who? And who are you going to replace Aaron Judge? But it's not just the Mets. Or the Yankees. It's the market. Uh, no, nobody's signing right now. Steve is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Steve? Sal, how you doing? Always good to talk to you. You too, Steve. What's on your mind this morning? Uh, just real quick before I make my two points. I'm 52 years old, girlfriend, no kids. I actually have no idea who Bluey is. Right. Which I think you'd get a kick out of because our lives are probably so opposite where you're you know, a year and a half old. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. If so, you asked me three years ago if I had any idea what Bluey is, the answer would be no. What the hell's Bluey? Yeah, that's why I thought yeah. you'd get a kick out of it. Yeah. Years, God, God bless you. I, I, I know. Yeah. Cruise control for the city cameras. I live in Brooklyn. I drew the cruise control on 28, and I'm pretty safe with that. Not it's a bad idea. Cruise. Not a bad idea. I got to figure out how to – I got a new car or a new truck or whatever. I got to figure out how to use the cruise control on it first. Not a bad idea. I will say this. I was thinking about it, Steve. You know, we've gotten to a point where it's kind of ridiculous. You can buy, sell, and smoke weed. You could bet on anything, anywhere, but you can't do more than 25 miles an hour in the city. I mean, think about that. (laughs) 
No, I know it's insane, but I've been doing the cruise control for like the last like year and you get used to it. You become a, a professional resetting it and I haven't gotten any tickets. I keep it on like 28, 29 sometimes like that and you'll get used to it. I'm in Brooklyn, so I'm, you know, using it all the time. But uh, my two quick points, uh, real quick, I'll go. Um, the Mets, I've been a Mets fan probably since 76, 77 and I, I'm really worried. I have no interest. I invested so much in them this year. That I have no interest in anything they do right now, and I hope it wears off because I feel like it's like they're a girlfriend that I'm like breaking up with. Yeah, I want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to like. It really messed me up this season. I, it was such a letdown. Well, a, a terror. I mean, the ending was terrible. That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. The Atlanta. It went up in flames in the final you know week of the season, getting swept by the Braves. I you know actually I was thinking about that walking into work today. I don't know why. When I was walking into SNY earlier, it hit me, and I was just like, God, I can't believe that these knuckleheads lost the division like that. How did it happen? All the way down to the wire. They had the lead all the way, and then that one series up in flames, and then they get ousted on the wild card. What a horrific ending to a season. But what made it worse for me is I didn't expect it. I, every time you would say, it's over, I would <laughs> argue with my friends. and be like, No, he's right. It's over. It's right. over. And I 100% believed it. I did not expect them to lose to the Braves like that and then to the Padres like that. So I'm just not over it. Yeah. I still, I still, yeah, I still don't want to see them. I'm breaking up with them. Well, at least, at least there's Zach Wilson. Yeah. And my real quick step point, I was going to say something about the punt, the punt, but I want to go positive with the Jets. So Dorse Gardner, I love this guy. Is it just me or does he seem like the kind of guy that is like a little quirky maybe, like he's thin, he, but he is like an amazing defensive back. Like I don't think he could play any other position on the field. I don't even know if he could tackle. But he is like amazing at coverage. Right. He's got like the quickest hands, the quickest feet. It, 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 what's your opinion on him? I think I love him. Like uh, one of my favorite things, and thank you for the call, Steve. Good stuff. We appreciate you checking in. Google Bluey. Actually, it's not a bad show. Could teach adults lessons too. One of my favorite things in the NFL. You know, I always say I love defense in baseball. I love and my favorite player is Ray Ordonez. So I love watching great defense in Major League Baseball. Well, in the NFL, my favorite player growing up was Deion Sanders. So I love excellent cornerback play. And Sauce Garner is an excellent cornerback. And he's got the attitude to go along with it. Now, usually they go hand in hand. Usually good corners can talk a lot. Talk that trash. And that's Sauce. Now, Reed on the other side has been just as good, like we said earlier. I like him, too. But Sauce is special. And that's, you know, he's he's got the perfect body type. He's got the technique and all that stuff down. I mean, that's why he's a number four pick. He's a stud. I didn't watch him coming out of college, but I loved everything that I read about him going into the draft before I thought about the Jets taking him. I was saying you got to take him, whether it was Jets or the Giants, whoever was, you know, obviously it was the Jets first. Got to take this guy. Remember, there was debate at the time. Did the Jets take the pass rusher uh, and then wait? Or, you know, they're going to take alignment? Whatever the Jets were going to do at that particular point. There was thought, though, that they could take well, the wide receiver was. Did they take the wide receiver and, and wait? But you knew if they did not take Gardner there, they were not getting him. And he probably wouldn't have got past the Giants, I wouldn't think, right behind him. So I thought they made the right pick at the time, and clearly it just showed that is the case. He's special. 
How can you not love Sauce? He's special on the field and has that personality. Embraces New York. The Jets' defense has, it's been very good. It has a chance to be even better. It's just frustrating that there is a clear divide. I'm not talking about in the locker room at this moment. I'm talking about on the field. Clear divide in the difference of where the two teams are at. The defense is a you know, 13-win team, 12-win team. The offense is a 4-win team. That's the significant difference. It's quite a separation between the two. You got to get the offense up to at least halfway. Your official station to talk Knicks. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Stretch in football and hoops and hockey are both underway. Wager on all of it and more right now with Superbook Sports. Salakata here for the best wagering app around. Superbook has a dedicated team of odds makers in Las Vegas and now has a $1,000 first bet bonus. When the sports world is busy, and you know it's busy, get busy winning money. Download the Superbook Sports app in New Jersey or visit Superbook.com. And start placing your bets now. Visit SuperBook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666. Bill is in Manahawkin. What's up, Bill? Hey, how's it going, pal? How are you, Bill? Oh, not too bad. Hey, I'll try to be as quick as possible. You know, you know, I'm thinking about the Jets right now. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm going to start there. I'm a Giants fan. But you know what? They're, they're like... They're, 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 they're built to win, right? That, and I think the last guy and the last couple guys even said it. That defense is kind of – they're exciting to watch. I, and I don't really watch the Jets all that much, but I'll watch them because they're entertaining. But, you know, I, I just think back. I mean, how old how old Wilson? 22, 23 years old? Right, 23. Yeah, 23 years old, something like that. You know, and I, and I think back to like – you know, I was a kid, obviously, but like I think – back to somebody like Phil Sims, like when did he come into his own? 1984? Uh, I don't recall. I was a little too young to remember at his age. And it was, remember though, Bill, you're right. It was different back then where you would have quarterbacks wait a year or two or longer. They'd sit for a while and learn before it was their turn to take over. Not until 2008, at least for my recollection, when Matt Ryan and Joe Flacco, both as rookies, played extremely well was that the norm? I mean, it became the norm, and then the clock gets sped up because of the way the salary cap is and the salary structure and all of the cap structure. But it used to not be like that. It used to you'd benefit from having guys sit for a year or two before you could get the opportunity. Right. Yeah. Like I just think again, it's like almost not fair to the other guys on the team, right? Like, and I was sitting here as I was waiting. And I'm like, he's out there free agent. You know, you got guys like Case Keenum, right? He went to an NFC Championship game. You got. And we lose you there, Bill? I think we lost Bill. He was calling from a bad line. Bill, you got a bad line there. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we couldn't hear you. So I think you got disconnected. 
The point is that in the free agents next year, Lamar Jackson right now is going to be a free agent. Derek Carr might be available. Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, these are some of the names that are have, have been coming up here. But you know, Aaron Rodgers might be available. There will be options, just a matter of if the Jets are going to cut bait with Zach Wilson. I think if you look at it right now, based on right now, where the defense is at, you cannot waste an opportunity to get a real quarterback in here and win now. And I don't think that that has anything to say about Zach Wilson other than he has not established himself in two years. It doesn't mean he'll never figure it out somewhere else. It doesn't mean he's washed up and can't play in the league. It means that the Jets can't waste any more time waiting for him because of where the rest of the team is at. But we're not there yet. We'll see. Two things. We'll see where the Jets finish up and how Zach Wilson finishes, assuming that he gets another opportunity to, in fact, finish. It's a weird spot. Remember, most teams at least have some semblance. I mean, there's there's a couple of different ways you could have it. A team either has a strong defense and foundation in place, and they're looking for a quarterback. And they could go out and get one, or they could try to draft one and see. I mean, you've seen that with Denver over the years, and obviously they have their own issues now, even going out there and bringing in a guy like Russell Wilson. But you could have a team that is looking for a franchise quarterback because their guy isn't enough, they keep missing out, their team's not ready, whatever. The Jets were all of the above. There was no part of their team that was established at all. It was all inexperience and youth. And Joe Douglas just trying to build through the draft and having a great draft this year and having impact players. And, you know, obviously bringing in some free agents as well that have helped out, but they didn't have a good defense. Jets had nothing. For years, they had nothing. Defense wasn't good enough. Nothing on offense was worth anything. And they built it kind of together. The problem is the defense is there. Now the defense is there. And the offense is not even close. It would have been a perfectly timed rebuild had Zach Wilson taking, taken a big leap in year two. But obviously that has not happened. Year two is a lot like year one. Matter of fact, it might be even worse. And after the end of last year, I thought for sure Wilson would be better. Problem is he gets off to the slow start with being hurt. Then he comes back and was you know, kind of a game manager as the Jets try to bring him along a little bit. Still winning some football games in the process. He's really only had two awful games. And both against the Patriots, not coincidentally. And when you think about it, we're judging him off of an injury-plagued rookie year. And then seven games this year. That's I mean, it's just not enough. For a guy who's shown, it's not like he hasn't done anything in those seven games. He's made some plays. Now, the Jets haven't opened it up, and there's a reason for that. But Zach Wilson has made some plays. He's not going to be perfect. Just the problem is the two New England games. And they're big problems. Kevin is calling from Hartford. And what he said off and after the games are even worse. Kevin's calling from Hartford. What's up, Kev? Oh, Danny boy, the picks, the picture throwing. Oh, I love it. 
Where's Brett? Where is he? He called, the Hall of he, he called yesterday, Kev. Did you hear it? Brett uh, called yesterday. I'll have to go back on the free Odyssey app and check it out. But, mm. you know, the Hall of Fame quarterback, Daniel Jones. Oh, man. I was almost going to tweet out, Kevin, uh, during the game uh, on Sunday. I was almost going to tweet out, maybe you want to hold off. Giant fans want to hold off on that yellow jacket. Yeah, right, right. But I'm not that so, mean. You know, no, well, hey, and I'm a Giants fan, so, I mean, I, you know, I, this team ain't going to go nowhere with them, sound. That's all there is to it. And uh, and, and just to, I got to share a quick story with you because I love when you tell the stories about your daughter. Um, we're the same age, but I started – having my children young uh my my youngest is almost 11 wow uh when my daughter was uh four months old and my oldest son was seven back in 2009 i decided it was going to be a great idea to pack the family up and drive (laughs) from connecticut to disney world oh boy (laughs) what's wrong with you kevin (laughs) and still Still to this day, my daughter will be 14 in January. She still gets car sick. Oh no! So, oh, you know, that was a uh, that was a that was a big 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 mistake. But keep going, Sal. It's all right. <laughs> it's, it's all right, buddy. You're gonna, uh, you're gonna play to the back of your parenting card, like like they say about baseball players. You're gonna play to the back of your parenting card. It's a lot of trial and tribulation along the way. I hope um, it, I hope it levels out at some point. Right. I got to start having well, a, a better career average. I mean, you could take it to a Knicks game. There ain't no, there ain't no excitement there. <laughs> <laughs> I have not but taken it. Yeah, I have not. And thank you for the call, Kev. Appreciate you checking in. And I like that. An honest Giants fan. Not that you're rooting against Daniel Jones. And by the way, I'm not even. I mean, I was only going to tweet that just to annoy the Giant fan. And I was like, ah, what do I want to do that? I don't want to kick anybody when they're down. But I'm not even ripping Daniel Jones for that game. You throw it over 40 times, quarterback's going to make mistakes. I actually like Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones be perfect for the Jets right now. Guy who can make some plays with his legs. He can make an occasional play or two with his arm. He can win some football games for you. Now, could you do better? Yes. That's the point. Daniel Jones is... See, I think the Giant fans will grow old of Daniel Jones when they have a better team and they realize Jones might be the thing that's holding them back. It might take that for Giant fans to realize that Jones is not as good as they think. Now, we're going to see what... See, we we told you going into that Lions game, we're going to find out, because the Lions have a high-octane offense, we're going to find out if the Giants and Daniel Jones can match it. We learned that they couldn't, at least for a game. Well, let's see what happens against a much better defense and a significantly better offense as well on Thursday in Dallas, on the road. Brian Dable better have his, I mean, he better have his coaching shoes on. And you know right now they're hard at work, coming up with a game plan and all that stuff, X's and O's. That's the one spot where I might give the Giants an advantage over Dallas is I don't like McCarthy. Maybe. Brian Dable can work his magic, but, man, it would take a miracle when you look at the mismatch on paper. Chris is calling from Beacon. What's up, Chris? So I don't know why he just did that to me for. You know how I feel about Mike White. If if the Jets had Daniel Jones, I might have to throw my TV out the window. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be better right now than what they have. I don't want to see him. Um, 
And I believe Zach Wilson's going to be a better quarterback long-term anyway, assuming yeah. he gets it, but it's hard to say that right now. I mean, we got to see it from Zach Wilson at some point. All right. Let me get to my um, – I want to get to my, my, my uh, Yankee and uh, Mets quick mm-hmm. point. Uh, for, but first, with, with, the, with the Jets, um, yeah, like you mentioned before, look, the kid is 5-2 and two this year, and two losses came from the Patriots against Bill Belichick, who loves to destroy rookie quarterbacks and loves to destroy the Jets. He hates us. He's going to win no matter what. The kid's going to, you know, he has to, he, like I said, he still has to learn. I want him to be benched this, this week, like you've been saying, everyone's been saying, because his comments, there's an uncalled for. He needs to sit because of that. But what I'm afraid of, we're going to go backwards again. They're going to play the Bears. They're going to throw Mike White, who blows. He's going to probably win the game. And then here we go again. It's going to be Mike White chance. And then he's going to get destroyed by the Dolphins and blown off the planet by, by, the, by the Bills, and then we're back to square one again. And it's just going to be a never-ending cycle. And then the reason why I say this is the organizational problem, like, look, look at last night. We were talking about Mr. D's, right? So here we go. I go home from work. I turn on Mr. D's on my DVR to lay down. I was going to probably fall asleep to it, right? Of course I watched the whole movie because it's just, You can't you know, stop. Yeah, it's, it's great. Hilarious. You turn on Mr. Deeds, you're watching but, it through the but end. But look at, look at that. and I, it, Just a fictional movie. This is how Hollywood portrays uh, the Jets. We had, in the movie, a quarterback who was leading the lead in touchdowns. The best quarterback. And what did Longfellow say? He said, I think the Pats are going to take the conference because the Dolphins are overrated and the Jets are choke artists. With the best quarterback <laughs> in the league, we were still we still sucked. Is so, the Sandman in real life? I know he's a Yankee fan. I, I forget he's a Jeff fan, right? Because he's ref- he's worn plenty of yeah. He is a Jets fan. Please confirm. So, he yeah. wore the um, what, what's the jersey that he wore in Big Daddy in the bar? Boozer, a uh, Boozer jersey, right? Yeah, Emerson yeah, Boozer, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and so ironic in that movie, indeed, he was a he was a Pat fan, you know, and then he had to become the the Jets owner, but, right? You know, it's just it's just hilarious how that all mixes in. But yeah, um, it's just it's just an organizational problem. It's it's a never ending cycle. You know, we're gonna keep going through this, and it's just I don't know what's gonna change. Like, look, like I said, if nothing was working, it was three to three. At that point, change it up a little bit. Do what a Bill Belichick would do. Throw in another quarterback so the the defense could be you know uh, off their heels with with a with a different type of quarterback to maybe get down the field. Get get a field goal and hopefully the defense will hold it and just win that game. And get out of there, and that's why I'm on the fence with Salah. He's a great defensive guy, but I just don't think he's he's a good head coach. Just like last year with Joe Judge, you know he, he he talked like a good head coach. He had you know and he just wasn't he wasn't he he, he couldn't elevate Daniel Jones to what Dable's doing right now. Well, it's Daniel hard. Jones is not a good quarterback. It's hard for Salah. It's hard for Salah to do that, Chris, in year two where he himself is still learning. I like his personality. I like his makeup. Blows away anything that we've seen in here in recent years as far as the Jets go. But I don't look at the Jets and say, okay, well, that's the clear guy that's in command. And I'm not saying working on his own and forgetting. Mm -hmm. You know, Joe Douglas is the guy, obviously, that's picking the players. And you would look at him as more the face of the franchise than the coach. Joe Shane has done a really nice job, and I like him and believe in him. But Brian Dable is front and center. That's how it should be. The coach should be the guy you look to for stability with the organization, for leadership with the organization. When there's a problem, the coach has the answers. And I'm not sure Robert Sala is there yet. And look, you see a lot of inexperience in young coaches and coaches who overmatch and don't know what they're doing around the NFL because the hiring process has gone sour. 
I don't think Salah is a bad hire. I just think he's learning. And in New York, it's tough to learn on the go as you're, you know, being a head coach for the first time, especially with a rookie quarterback, which he had, and a rookie offensive coordinator, which he chose. And let me leave it at this before I get really quickly with the other point. So let Mike White or whoever start this week, win or lose, I don't care what the kid does, then you have to bring Zach If he does the right thing and he positive to his, to his, to his teammates, and they, you know, and, and they move on from it. He says the right thing. Let him go play against, you know, the Dolphins and the Bills, whatever happens. And at the end of the year, if they want to move on from him, then they have to move on. But he needs to finish off the year. Um, now, look, you mentioned it earlier. I didn't hear what you said about it. I heard you mention it, and I had it out of my truck, so I didn't, I didn't hear too much about it. But then I had to look it up on uh, just online. I see CBS Sports reported it. So they said the Yankees are trying to inquire about the Grom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I don't get is going on here right now. So this was basically, I don't know if it was Cash or how called up, whatever, had a conversation with Cohen. Basically saying, please don't go after our guy. Well, I'm looking at it. Well, like, I, don't, no, I don't know that. You're assuming that. What happened is there's two reports here, yeah. both from Andy Martino of SNY. The first one said that the Mets are not going to make a run at Aaron Judge because of the relationship that Steve Cohen has with Steinbrenner and the Yankees ownership, whatever it may be. The most recent report yesterday was that the Yankees inquired about the medicals or or requested, not inquired, the Yankees requested the medicals of Jacob deGrom and that there was not much more to it at the moment other than they requested the medicals. They are one of four teams to request the medicals on deGrom. Braves, Rangers, and an unknown team that is unlikely to make a run. That's the latest. Okay, but... Okay, but the say say that the Yankees are aware that he's gonna they're not gonna offer him the big money, and they rather him go across the country to the Giants because they know. What if he say, "Listen, we can deal with the fan base if we have to if he goes to the Giants, but we cannot take the backlash of losing him to the Mets." And please don't go after the best player in baseball right now, and we lose him to you guys. And that's why I think this is most likely heading here because. You know the fan base will will riot if if they if they uh, lose it to us right across here instead of you know sending. Yeah, but why to, should Cohen care about that? I don't think Cohen cares. I think Cohen. I don't think he cares at all, really, because he should go. He should go after this. Well, guy. that's that's think, the point. I think, I think forget about forget about the reports. Forget about the reports. Forget about the and thank you for the call, Chris. As always, forget about the reports. Forget about what the owners think of this or that. Use some common sense here. The Mets have the richest owner in the sport. The Mets have a dire need for power. The Mets are not going after Aaron Judge. It's pathetic. I'm not saying they have to land him because I understand they'd be up against it anyway. And maybe they are looking at it like, ah, he would never leave the Yankees to come to the Mets, which they're probably right. I don't truly believe Aaron Judge would leave the the Yankees to go to the Mets. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't try. And I think that's kind of where this report was coming from, to where it didn't say that specifically. But I'd be willing to bet that the Mets aren't stupid. They know that Judge is not likely to leave the Yankees. They know that all they'd be doing in this particular case would be driving up the price potentially. But you know what? Screw it. So what? 
Why let that stop you now? Just because you think he's not going to re- he's not going to leave the Yankees to sign with you? If you want him bad enough, go make a pitch for him. And how come then the Yankees requested the medicals of Jacob Degrom? And maybe somebody it might have been Jimmy who brought it up, and I think it's a good point. The could have been just a cover up to prevent the collusion stuff from gaining any steam. Maybe the Yankees are like, hey, just give us the medicals on him, and you know, at least we're inquiring about this particular player. It means that we would be, you know, interested. There's no, we're we're not working hand in hand here. And look, maybe there's something to the collusion thing because of the close closeness with forget the ownership because of the closeness with Billy Upler and Brian Cashman. You don't think they talk? Come on. Anyway, forget all that stuff. And I was thinking about it. I don't want any info that I hear or because it's impacted the way that I think. It's brought some logic and rationale to somebody who doesn't want to be logical or rational. The Mets should be going after Aaron Judge. It should not be, well, because he's a Yankee. It doesn't matter. Go get him. Do you want to win or not? Are you trying to win at all costs or not? Now, I'm not saying they need Judge and DeGrom and Nimmo. I'd rather have Judge than both DeGrom and Nimmo. He makes them better. Just don't sign. You know, the Mets are the Mets aren't going to go after Aaron Judge, but they are going to go after Jamison Tyone and former Yankee Andrew Haney. Sometimes it's good to talk about it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. I love, what is it, Tuesday morning when you get the standings up and your fantasy teams. You know, because, yeah, they're updated on Yahoo already. Uh, I love when that's the case, especially in this one league. And I'm not going to bore you with the details of my fantasy team, but you could relate if you're a fantasy football player, which, by the way, I'm going to retire after this year. Actually, I'm going to retire from two leagues, I think. I'll keep one league. I was in last place to start the year. And it's a league I'm in for the first time with my buddy Brian Myers and a couple other guys. Brian Myers, you know, the professional wrestler, formerly known as uh, Kurt Hawkins in the WWE. Anyway, so we're in this league, and I started 0-5. My team's not that bad, but they were injured, whatever. And one of the guys, Raleigh, who's a good friend of Brian's and became a good friend of mine, he was talking trash. Your team sucks, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, my team's not that bad. You watch. And then I made it my mission to just, you know, get back to even. This is what fantasy is about, competitive nature. You want to build your team and do it the right way. I have been tremendous on the waivers, excellent with the starting lineup. I went from 0-5. I am now 5-6 and and in seventh place, just one game back of two teams at 6-5 and for the final two playoff spots. How are you in the tiebreakers, which I'm assuming is points? So that's what I was actually going to check right now. It is points four. Uh, let me see where I'm at here. If I just rank it points for, oh, come on, I hit the wrong thing. The way that they have it here, uh, points for, I am one, two, three, four, five, I'm sixth in points for. 
So, which is so not, at least one of those teams in front of you. I can. If they lose, you win. You ought, you'd pass them already. So, for example, number six seed team right now is six and five on five and six. I have more points than they do. So that's the one right now that I'm trying to get in. The number five seed who has a little bit more points than I do. It's only by like 50 points, which can change in a week, obviously. But I play him the final week of the year. There's only three weeks left. So I, I love this stuff. Like just. My goal was to get this team at 0-5, you're screwed. I mean, obviously there's a lot of bad luck involved to get to 0-5, but my goal was get to 500, and if I make the playoffs, great. And right now with three weeks to go, I've got a shot at 500. I've got a shot at better. I pulled that off once either from, I don't, it might not have been 0-5, but it was 1-6 to 8-6 back when it was a, four teams make the playoffs back mm-hmm. when there was only 17 weeks in the season. So fantasy ended 15-16, and 16, went from 1-6 to eight and six and rolled through the playoffs. And again, you have almost nothing to do with it, but you will feel like you did and you will act like you did. Oh, it feels good. Of course. Well, you do have something to do with it. You got to manage the team. The greatest example, a little, is, but a little bit of it is also the same bad luck that probably hurt you in the first few weeks when you got that helped, bad record. Sure. It flipped. But there's also a learning curve for each league. Like in this particular league, I'm learning that a, the other players don't know what they're doing on the waiver. So I could just dominate the waiver wire. B, there's a shorter bench. The the players that you have to start, like there's only two wide receivers starting, so it values potentially other things. There's just a way that, yeah, and of course health. I mean, I, I lost Dak Prescott, and I ended up picking up Justin Fields, so that helped as well. But either way, it, it's just managing your team. The greatest job I ever did of this was I took over my sister's team one year. She was doing this fantasy league. She has no interest. All right, draft the team. And I thought oh, I was having a great draft, but again, limited bench spots. And I, I did have a good draft. The team stunk. And I just, at, at some point, said, I got to cut bait with all these guys who I thought were going to be good and then try to piece it together and manage it. And I did manage it. I love that. I love a challenge. You play, I forget what you said, Marco. You play fantasy football or no? No. No. Not all right. all the time. Hey, where are we, so where are we at on this perfect parlay stuff? Did you, you didn't hear yesterday, Fleeks and I were talking about a little bit of adjusting with the rules. Okay. Because I felt that I should not put either of us in a situation where we, have to include the New York team in the parlay. Like, if we didn't do that this week, you would have hit your parlay, right? Right. So, and not just because of that, but you wouldn't have, you might not have picked the Giants in a parlay if you didn't have to. Well, I definitely would have. Not this week. I didn't like this game, but that's not the point. Right, I get it. But my So my point was, we already texted on the side about adjusting, mm-hmm. adding three points for the New York game, right. which I'm good with, right. right? Okay. So why not? I posed this to Fleek yesterday, but I want to get your take. Why not do the perfect parlay, same rules, four, three, or two? Okay. You could pick any games that you want. In addition to that, you have to pick the money line, Jets or Giants game, and there's three points on the line for that. Okay, and you could throw it in the parlay if you feel good about it. Fleek said the same thing, but and then he was saying maybe there's a bonus. But yes, if you like it, of course. Right. But then it would still be in addition. For example, let's say you like this past week the Giants – or, or the Jets plus three and a half. You put them in the parlay, but you could also say money line New England because you think that the Patriots are going to win. Fair. No, right. that's just that's just one way. Or you could double down and say I like the Jets plus three and a half, and I like the Jets to win. Right. So you get an extra three points on top of it. Okay. How about we we could also do something where you can part because the whole theme is supposed to be parlays. You could parlay both New York money lines, and maybe that's you know like seven points instead of three. If the hmm. whole theme is supposed to be parlays. Well, now you're getting a little crazy here with the point system, right? I mean, you could include both New York teams if you wanted to 
in your parlay? Should there be a bonus for that? I think I see where he's going, though. But if you take both, it's almost like a second parlay if you take both New York teams. No, he's saying, in the, I'm assuming you're talking about the additional one. I think we're getting out. Well, getting... because if we're doing the New York as an addition anyway, what if that has to be a, just a separate parlay? Oh, and you're both picking both games. money lines. Oh, okay. You're right. And I, you, so I you just have to that. hit another perfect so you're parlay. Saying, okay, so and, you're we're, saying... and then we're still doing a segment where we pick the New York games. Even if not spread, we're doing money line every week. So we have the perfect parlay, whatever that may be, and then the New York money line parlay. But then you have to get both them right. Well, it's a parlay. You have to get right. everything right. I personally like it the other way better. Myself, Marco, do you want to be the deciding vote on this? I think I would like to I, – I would say the one team just to see if we can get some points in here because my concern <laughs> – my concern that is that we're going to have like six weeks in a row where we don't hit a parlay and we're still tied at nothing. Well, that was the whole idea to begin with is that, hey, we might as well get some points on the board for all win. Yeah, like I like the idea of the seven points. I'm just concerned that we're just going to continue the offers all right, constantly. So let's decide on this. So the standard perfect parlay up to four games. Four-game parlay, three-game parlay, two-game parlay. Two-game is worth 10. Three-game is worth 20. Four-game is worth 40. And then in addition, we each pick whichever game that you want. Now, I mean, you want to get cute and have to do both. You could then risk losing points as well. Well, if you do both, you can get seven, but you can wind not, up with nothing. No parlay, though. You just either pick both those games and then it's... You you could maybe lose some points. But now are we adding too much math to it? Don't you think it should just be one and try to simplify? I would do the one and the simplify, but if you wanted to add the second one, then the you got to get point, both right to get seven. No, you see, you get one, you get nothing. If you hit one, you get nothing? Yeah, if no, you're going to do like both that. of them, yeah. No, then I'd rather just do the one. I think pick one that we feel most comfortable about. What do you think, Fleegs? Well, yeah, I just think if we're doing it parlay style, that, yeah, but you know, you, then you have two parlays. We can't even hit one parlay. You're adding two parlays. <laughs> yeah, listen, they don't give out, you know, they don't give out uh, uh, refunds and, and you know bonus points in Vegas. That's if you if you're gambling, you're gambling. So the, no, let's keep it like this: perfect parlay, as we said, and then we'll do Jets or Giants game. Pick the money line, and the winner. If you pick the winner, you get plus three, three points for that. Does that math add up to you? Because five would be too much. How about right? this? And I say this is Mar- so. I think you won yours last week. It bumped four down to three. Right, because, because I pushed. Push. I pushed the Bears. Had the Cowboys, Colts, and Pat. So I hit the three team, which would be twenty points. Right. Right. So how about this? If you're, I don't know how we'll do it this week because Marco and I and the Pats I had too, so plus are three. both tied with zero. I guess we'd have to figure out another tiebreaker. If you are in last place. And the other two people pick one New York game, you have to pick the other. Well, but if you don't like it, you don't like it, right? But that l- listen, no, there shouldn't be rewards for being in last place. Right, but you have to dig yourself out. And also, you know, my whole point of not putting the Jets or Giants in the parlor was to for it was not to force you to do something that you didn't want to pick. Like you, for example, I know it worked out with Marco specifically this week. But with you, if you didn't want to pick that game and you're like, ah, you know, I don't love the Patriots or Jets, whatever, you're, you shouldn't have to put that in your in your perfect parlay, so to speak. Right? I know there's a work in progress here, but. Well, either way, there's got, like, I didn't love having to pick the Giants-Lions game, and I would have had to do that on the side anyway. Right. Well, right, but you're, no, you're not risking your parlay. Right, so but the a, same thing would apply with the, everything we're doing with the New York teams is always on the side now, right? Yes. Unless you want to include it. So what I'm saying, you don't have to include them in your parlay if the other two pick the one. Right. Say, you know, 
I say next week I'm in last, you and Marco ahead. Right. And you both like the Giants money line for my for my separate thing, which is completely separate. Right. I have to pick the Jets game. Not pick the Jets, pick the Jets game. So we don't all double up on the same oh, one. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I got you. Yeah, that works. And so for, me. for my or I can pick yeah, the, I like or, that. Okay. or you can pick the same game going the other way. As so you I see two. what you're saying. If you're in last place, you're forced to pick the the game that may you may not want if the other two go the same. Right. If the other two That's say it was say it was this week and you guys both wanted to go with the Bears or the Jets money line over right. the Bears, I have to pick Giants Cowboys. Right. Or you're just Bears. forced to pick that game. Or, or the Bears money line over the okay. Jets. You cannot pick the same as us. Okay. Correct. Yeah, I like that. That's fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. I'm cool with that. That's yeah. a little tweet. Yeah. All right, so the overall scoring system, though, is going to remain the same, right? The four-game parlay, Jets-Giants game on the side, plus three. And either way, if, you know, the last person, the last place person still gets the same three points if they get that right. Now, Fleek, so then this question will be for you. Do you think that we should grade Marco's parlay on a curve? What do you think? Mm, no, so no. he does not get, no. oh, you mean retroactively? Yeah. I can't really do that. That's not fair. You, I mean, you that, knock, that, it, knock that, it down to a two-teamer. Because look, that's you, had, your, you guys obviously make right. that call. I would say I, I don't need that. That's I mean, I may, I'm a big boy. I made the picks. All right, well, you guys do the rules because I'm the one who won, so I feel weird then taking the you know 30. See, I'm, I'm okay with it because I, I do know that Marco would not have included that game. Right. All right, so, so let's give Marco, we'll give him the hit on the parlay. You both lose the Giants. Marco hits the two-team parlay. His went from three down to two, so he gets 10 points, right? Yeah. And then I get the three-team parlay plus the three. So I have 23. Marco has 10. Fleegs, you have nothing as of now. Now, the bigger question is because this is the last day that we're working together. Do are we, we doing this at 340 or are we texting well, you picks what tomorrow? Well, what I was going to say is in, in lieu of the parlay for this week, we do a turkey day teaser. You can put the point value on it. And we can end up with similar picks. Who knows? But you know how a teaser works, right? Mm-hmm. Three-team teaser. We have each of the games on Thanksgiving. We'll re- reassess. Unless you want to do the parlay as well. You tell me, Fleegs, what you think would be the best thing here. Because I say Thursdays, at the very least, let's do a three-teamer at 340 this hour to three team get one. something on the books. And then we can decide later off the air. And you know what? Let's just do it for fun. Let's text and picks Not for Sunday. Not on the air. Perfect. Okay, that works. So we'll do the three-team teaser on the air, 340. Okay? Okay, but I won't be here tree. for the 340. Just oh. so you know. This is my last one for today. So What? Yeah, well, hey. You, you know, what you time are you leaving? Let's do it right after the update. Let's everybody just fly by the seat of our pants. Let's just do it after the update. <laughs> all right. Let, all right. Why let, are you leaving at three? What's going on? Uh, there's there's some changes, Sal. So, oh, yeah. oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, this is right. the last one for today. I thought I added you to 340. I'm sorry. Yeah, my apologies. Everything's getting messed what up. What do you used to call this? Schedule manipulation? Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, all right. Anyway, so we got to get Marco out of here. All right. We'll work on it. We'll figure it out. Not imperative. But I just did want to. I know this is the last day that we're working together. And apparently, right, right. The last Marco, do a long update so Sal and I can discuss this. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll try to extend. 